Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Diz Explorers podcast. Each week, we explore the world of Disney travel and Disney culture. Joining us this week, we have RJ. Hello, everyone. Milford. Good evening. Jessica. Hello. Adrian. Hi. And Crystal. Hey, you all. And I'm Mel. This week, we have a lot of news going on. Let's start off with last week's opening of Disney Springs. Well, the first phase of Disney Springs is officially open. And a long list of shops and restaurants, Alex and Ani, Kate Spade, Mac is there, Pandora, Sephora, lots of auras, as well as some great restaurants. We're going to have Emeretto's Patisserie. Is that how you say that? Not sure. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Patisserie? Yes. Patisserie, yes. Good. My southern French is not good. Patisserie. <laughs> we'll just say patisserie. Bewolf Sausage Company, Deluxe Burgers, which I'm a little excited about, Morimoto, Sprinkles, The Daily Poutine, and is it Yasaki? Or yes- I'm going to go with Yasaki. That sounds good. <laughs> Has anyone been to any of the restaurants there yet? Not yet. I've no, checked out the boathouse um, in the Ganachery, kind of that initial phase, but right. we haven't had a chance to make it over to the the town center area that opened on the 15th. But the boathouse is amazing. The Ganachery, the chocolate shop is incredible. They also have a gelato shop there that is to die for. Oh, yeah. It's, I it's have amazing. been in the gelato shop. That was awesome. Along with the, there's also a tea shop there that I the name of escapes me at the moment. Tea Traders Cafe. That's it. Yeah, they have the best iced tea at down oh, at the, uh, Disney Springs. That's right up my alley. Yeah. I I agree. Now the restaurants are great. The only problem I think I have with this list of stores is that every mall and outlet center around me has most of these. Same. So I'm here. hoping there's kind of a Disney twist. I mean, Alex and Ani obviously has made a big name for themselves with Disney, but and we don't have any of those stores nearby, but all of the others, even some of the ones I had to look up to see what they were, because I guess I'm not just the shopper that I used to be. Hmm. But then when I looked them up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that brand. But a lot of these, you know, I know that the Vera Bradley does have a line with Disney of several of their patterns. So I wasn't surprised to see them, but Sperry, Sephora, I'm wondering how they're going to make them Disney enough to actually justify having a location in Disney Springs. Sephora just, has the new Minnie Mouse collection, though, don't they? But can I? I think I can get that here, though. Yeah, that's true. I was just saying, and it's online, a connection, I but think. yeah, it is a connection, so I, I get that. And I've never seen anything Kate Spade. Oh, Kate no. Spade just launched this really cute line, and it has like Minnie Mouse bags <gasps> and shoes. And Thank then I also you. saw, yeah, saw somebody was posting like new UGG boots, and they have like. Uh, bedazzled like Tinkerbell and Minnie Mouse on the Ugg boots. Yeah, I, those I saw too. So I will keep Never my mind, wife, I want those. I'll keep my you wife away too. from there. <laughs> <laughs> and with all of the, I, I see that there's an Under Armour brand house that's going to be open. I was expecting a, is the runner shop still open over? I, I forget the name of the shop that had the running Fit shoes. to Run. Fit, yeah, to, yeah, run. fit to Run. Is that one have the New size. Balance? Okay, so that one has the New Balance because I know they've got the Run Disney line. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Definitely a great place to check out. 
looks like there's a lot going on. You can almost uh, add that to an itinerary to, to spend some time down there. Absolutely. Well, I just like that the garage is called the Lime Garage. It couldn't be green or orange. <laughs> it's the Lime Garage. I really like that. I mean, the Lime Garage. Yeah, we've been down there the last couple of weekends, and it has been crazy packed. Um, I've seen a few bloggers out there posting pictures of the line to the Sprinkles cupcakes, and just the ATM line is like an hour long. So wow. the, the crowds have been pretty severe. We were there last Saturday. Um, and it was just shoulder to shoulder getting through downtown, you know, that, that new Disney Springs area into the extension of the old downtown Disney. Wow. So is the whole thing called Disney Springs or is the old area downtown Disney and then the new area is Disney Springs? I believe the whole thing is Disney Springs as itself and it has different spots. You have the marketplace, which is the old place where World of Disney is and everything. And the west side is still called the west side. And I guess the town center has just opened. And I think the old, the other area is called the landing that has okay. the, the other stuff where the uh, the other restaurants were, like where Morimoto is and right. uh, Rag- Raglan Road and the gelato shop and the boathouse. Right. Yeah, and I, and there's more stores coming, so. Yeah, and we'll actually be, Sean and I will actually be doing Disney Springs when we get off the boat on June 10th. So we're going to spend the whole two days doing nothing but exploring what's there. So I'll come back with lots of pictures and hopefully a restaurant review of Morimoto's and probably Deluxe Burger. Nice. So I've been told I can only do two restaurants because we have to go to Aww. we have to go to Olivia's <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Party. So. <laughs> Uh, you can make room for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you haven't checked out the new website, they put up a website. It's just DisneySprings.com, and it's pretty high-tech. It's got some nice pictures and places you can click through to all the different stores, the venues, their hours, all kinds of stuff. Cool. How to get there. They have the actual GPS location listed on their website. Oh really? Oh cool! Wow. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's it it kind of pops. It uh, pops right out at you. So moving on today, Disney released the teaser trailer for the live action Beauty and the Beast movie coming up. They also reiterated or confirmed the release date, which will be March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day. Of 2017. So, did everybody get a chance to see that? Yes, it looks amazing. Yeah, very nice. I think the cinematography, just from that trailer alone, is amazing. I'm really excited to see it now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. It's just stunning imagery that they they put in it. I like that it had the kind of a, not a creepy feel, but it just kind of used the classic music, but just had a totally different feel to it. Yeah, kind of like, it was almost like knew. ominous. But that's the word, thank you. It was ominous. It had that, it lets you know something was very, very wrong. But with that yeah. familiar tune that we're used to it being a happy tune. So mm, that was, was really. It's like was really uh, Beauty and the Beast meets the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, yes. And I liked that you couldn't really see Belle either. You kind of saw a glimpse of her behind the rose, but it was really about like the setting which is kind of unusual for a trailer like that. So I thought that was really cool. Right. There was, yeah, there was no uh, indication of like 
main characters or anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, it, you only heard Lumiere and Cogsworth in the background. Right. And then you saw like her eyebrow and her right eye, but I mean, it was really about the setting. That will be neat to look forward to. The other bit of news today, pretty big news coming from Netflix. Netflix and Disney pinned an exclusive agreement that beginning in September of this year, all of Disney content that is streamed through a pay provider or even given to a pay provider will be done exclusively with Netflix. That's all of the movies, Star Wars, the live action movies, the TV shows like Daredevil. So the thought is, is that once they're released, they'll then go to the DVD release. And instead of being he- instead of headed over to, say, a Stars, which is where most of the Disney content is currently, instead of the premium cable or satellite providers, it will go straight over to Netflix. No word yet on the back catalog coming out of the vault, but word is that Netflix will have the exclusive rights to pull classics out of the vault as well. So that will be fun. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. There already are some of the movies that you can find, you know, the Mulans on Netflix, but that always rotates. But hopefully it'll be a more permanent streaming. So we don't have to worry about the coming and going, but Yeah, it'd be nice if they did some of the older, older classics that people aren't as familiar with today. You know, the ones right? that aren't that weren't super popular like Robin Hood and the Aristocrats. <gasps> so Sword in the Robin Stone. Robin Hood is my favorite. Yeah, I love all those ones. You know, even oh, the Jungle Sword Book. I know we were talking about great. The, we were talking about the old Disney Channel way back in the eighties when I was a small child, <laughs> very small. <laughs> no, not actually not that small. Every month, the Disney Channel used to have their featured classic animated show, and I remember yep. one one summer it was Sword in the Stone, Alice in Wonderland, and Robin Hood. So that was the happiest summer, I think, of my life. That's a perfect trifecta. It was amazing. And that was the year I realized that I was going to be a Disney fan as I grew up. Because I wasn't really as small as I alluded to earlier. I was quite quite approaching middle school at that point. And I realized I was not outgrowing these movies. So hopefully Netflix will do the same thing. And our kids can see... even. You know, some of the classics, Sleeping Beauty. My kids really aren't all that familiar with the story other than the basics. You know, she pricks her finger and then True Love's First Kiss. But otherwise, they really aren't familiar with some of those. But my my, my true hope is that the shorts find their way onto Netflix. I love the originals. So hopefully that will come to pass. And, you know, you were saying about children not being as familiar with the classics. It's so much easier for me to introduce my children to these with streaming than trying to catch it on stars or on TV or DVRing it whenever it shows up on the Disney Channel. So that will make it that much easier, I think, for parents. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And my kids have latched onto Hercules and Mulan over the last several months and they're older they're teenagers so they, they stream a lot and they're like what's this and they, they go and check it out and i think hercules has been on on rapid replay for weeks <laughs> i love that movie oh, that's the one that music. my daughter makes fun of me most of for singing in the car 
Because you can't help it. Are you it. singing oh, I Won't Tell in the distance. Oh. oh, no. It's all the Muse songs. The Muse the songs. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Zero to yeah. Hero. Yes. Just like that. <laughs> I love so them. who is this really for? The children or for us? Hey, listen. Anytime my daughter from the back seat says, let's listen to princess songs. I don't think she understands that it's for me more than it is for her. That's right. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, one of the big things going on in the realm of Disney these days is the Run Disney events. I'm a staunch anti-runner, but we are lucky enough to have Crystal here who is a Run Disney participant. And she's running some Run Disney races. And she's going to tell us all about the Star Wars half marathon that was not that long ago. Yeah, happy to. Um, well, I obviously made it through. I survived. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would not. I would not survive. <laughs> Here to tell tell the tale. Yeah, I've uh, participated in quite a few Run Disney events. Um, I ran track and cross country in college, um, and done some 5K halves, mud runs. But truly love, love, love the run Disney events. Um, I've participated in the food and wine and most recently the Star Wars. And then got this crazy metal addiction and just can't stop. So I signed up for um, a full marathon in January. So it'll be my first uh, full run Disney event. And I'm super excited. So, yeah, you can currently in training. (laughs) Yes, currently in training for the upcoming January full. So. Um, just like a couple pieces of advice, I guess, from the Star Wars um, half is early registration. So if you guys are interested in ever running um, a run Disney event, they fill it very quickly. So you have to kind of mark your calendar. Um, if you're an annual pass holder, sometimes you get to go in and register early. But I would set that that calendar so it reminds you and be in the queue and ready to go. Uh, and make sure you have a full bank account because it is not cheap to do some of the run Disney events. Um, in addition to that, you have to book a hotel. I highly recommend staying on property because getting up in 3 a.m., 2 a.m. is uh, is a major challenge if you're not on property. But um, I was able to get registered pretty easily for the, the full marathon coming up just with the annual pass holder pre-registration. So that was very helpful. But, you know, even if you're not looking to do a full, they have races that cater to all levels of runners. There's a 5K, a 10K. I actually even signed my son up. He's two for a kid's race. They run a 100-meter dash. So he'll be able to rock a medal and get a T-shirt, see characters out there. So I'm pretty excited about the kid's race for him in January as well. But anyways, in, in regards to the registration, I would highly recommend submitting a time as well. There's a uh, there's multiple corrals that you can end up. They go from A, I've heard, all the way up to M and N. I was in one of the last corrals for the food and wine because I didn't submit a time. And when the gun went off for the first group, it was an hour and 45 minutes before I even crossed the starting line. So I was running at like 1 o'clock at night, and it was exhausting. By the time I got done, it was around 3 a.m. So if you can submit a time and you have one, I highly recommend doing that as well. One of the funnest things to do is really attend the Run Disney Expo. Um, That's what I look forward to the most. And I actually crashed the the Run Disney Expo in January. I wasn't even running a race, but I live here locally. So I just went there and shopped some of the goods. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty incredible. The the apparel and stuff that they have is awesome. They have, you know, New Balance shoes that are like bounding shoes. So you can get Cinderella or Ariel and it actually looks like the character that you can only get at the Run, Di- um, Run Disney Expo events, but now they have them at Fit to Run at Disney Springs. So you feel this sense of urgency of like, I must purchase it right now, or I'm not going to get my hands on this awesome Disney running apparel. 
they have, you know, race you to the castle shirts, um, specific race stuff for whatever Disney event that you're doing, as well as jewelry. And then my favorite thing, they have beer. So if you want to hang out and just have a beer or two and relax, um, you can do After that as well. After all that running, you've burned off the calories. Bring yeah, I guess it's a form of carbo loading. I'm not sure. <laughs> It'd be detrimental <laughs> well, if you had too much. I'll subscribe um, to that theory. Exactly. I'm like, hey, you might have a really good PR after being a little hungover. Who knows? Just <laughs> can we just run from the front gate of X of Epcot over to the expo? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. as much running as I think I'll do. <laughs> yeah. But the actual race, surprisingly, you yeah. know, you're walking up to the starting line and you're you're. I mean, at least in the half, it's like you know you're going to be running for a few hours. And the energy level of the crowd is just amazing. There's so many people who are so passionate about it. You know, it's great entertainment. There's characters throughout the race route. As each crowd goes, they, you know, Disney does a really good job of making sure that, you know, there's 20 to 25,000 people in these races. And they, they make sure everyone gets safely through the races with plenty of medical stations, water. Um, and the highlight of it is you get to run through the parks. So with Star Wars, we actually started at Epcot, um, ran through Hollywood Studios, then over to Animal Kingdom and finished at Wide World of Sports. And it was absolutely gorgeous. Running through the parks and watching the sunrise, you know, as you're in Animal Kingdom was just unbelievable. It was, um, cool. it just makes the miles just go by so quickly. I mean, I can't, I can't even believe like you hit mile seven and eight and just the crowd has carried you through the first few miles um, as well as like the excitement of being in the race and in the park. So it's just, I highly recommend the run Disney events. It just, especially even for 26 miles, I'm like, you know, it's got to be active and lively or you're just going to crash out. So right. um, that was kind of why I selected run Disney for my first full marathon. In addition to that, the fans are incredible. Disney has this program called the cheer squad um, mm -hmm. and you can sign up and they give perks to, you know, whoever signs up for the cheer squad, they get some gear and stuff, but the fans are out there at, you know, four and five in the morning with you while you're out there running. Um, and in, in particular with the Star Wars, you know, they're holding up signs. And one of them says, I found I find your lack of deodorant disturbing. <laughs> so, <laughs> perfect. Super fun. Yeah, just super fun stuff. Um, everyone has a really great, great mentality about it. Um, you know, and, and thankfully, Disney, they do an awesome job with music. There's characters every single mile. I mean, you're going to see Boba Fett. You're going to see Luke Skywalker. Kylo oh, Ren God. was out there. And, you know, Chewbacca, like you can run up and get photos with these guys. Some of the lines get kind of lengthy, but there was at one point I was just running through and like high-fiving stormtroopers. There's like 15 <gasps> of them in a row and was just running by with my iPhone oh, and like cool. videoing, um, nice. high-fiving all of them. So if you love Star Wars, I, I highly recommend the Star Wars half. The, the other races are more like princess focused as well as Minnie and Mickey. If you like more of the Mickey and Pals vibe, I would recommend those races as well. But ultimately you're trying to get to that finish line get a hold of that medal and the one for star wars was so cool it had luke sky um excuse me it had darth vader on it with a lightsaber and that thing weighed like five pounds like i got it on and <laughs> i just ended up wearing it the whole next day but i mean the medals that they give you too it's like they give you awesome swag when you get done with these races it's not some wimpy plastic metal you know, it's a nice solid one that makes you want to go in and sign up for the next race. You're like, I have to get more. I have to get more bling. I have to get more. But yeah, it was a ton of fun. They have great post-race parties, especially for food and wine. Um, they'll open up the park after food and wine and you can go in and eat and drink um, all night. With this one, um, it was more character focused. So you could go in and get pictures with Boba Fett. And then all the costumes and stuff are amazing. So that's the other thing. If you are going to check out a Disney event, I, I highly recommend 
you know, picking out your outfit ahead of time. You know, people were running with lightsabers. I saw um, several women in gold bikinis as <laughs> Slave Leia. <laughs> oh, and no. the commitment there is crazy. <laughs> so what was your costume? So I, I was more low-key, and I just had a shirt, and it said, um, I ran the Kessel Run in 13.1 parcels. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was really my question to you guys. So if you guys decided to run uh, the Star Wars event, whether it's the 5K or half, what would the outfit be for you guys? Like, what would, oh. if you could dream it up as, like, this is what I'm going to wear. Are you dash. going, like, Chewbacca style? Yeah. Dash. Dash. I like that. Dash. <laughs> I need the inspiration. I would oh. go with a Darth Maul theme myself somehow. Nice. Paint, paint my face somehow. Stick on some horns. <laughs> I think I would do the Lilo and Lilo and Stitch thing. Maybe have a tutu instead of a grass skirt. Nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think Are I'd have to do the. the I think I might just wear that without running. <laughs> I'll just make you can wear tutu. that as part of the cheer squad. <laughs> yes, that that's much more my speed. Yeah, I think I'd have to go the R2-D2 route because it's got wheels. (laughs) Cheater. Cheater. That would be a super cute tutu outfit, though. R2-D2 or BB-8. Those would be really cute. Yeah, you don't want to see this in a tutu. No, I really do. (laughs) We could go as twinsies. I'd be R2-D2 because I'm, you know, old. And one of you guys could be (laughs) BB-8. Yeah, there's some good, like, group outfits where everyone was, like, a different character um, when I did the food and wine, there was a lot of like um, Cinderella with the the two step the evil stepsisters and the evil mom, oh, and like cute. it was like groups Love or like it. a group of girls. They were all villains, and they had like the sparkle skirts on. So everyone dressed up. That's like the main thing to do is like pick, go to the Run Disney Expo, load up on swag, and then set up your 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 outfit, your costume, and what you're gonna wear <laughs> to the event. So um, it was a great event. I had tons of fun doing Star Wars. I highly recommend any Run Disney event. They are so well orchestrated for the number of people that are in those races and how effectively they move everyone through and keep everyone safe is just incredible. And plus just the entertainment. So anytime that you guys are considering Run Disney, I'm happy to answer any questions on it. Um, And hopefully I'll see some of you guys out there in January. So we'll see how my first half or my first full goes. So hopefully it'll go well. All right. So Crystal, I have a question. Yeah. How how do the character meet and greets impact your time when you're actually running the race during the race? So I think you have to kind of decide, you have to commit to, am I going to try to run a time or am I just doing it for fun? Because some of the lines are extensive. When I was doing the Star Wars half, Chewbacca was there and the line was, I, I mean, it, it drug on forever. And they were telling you as you got in line, if you get in line right now, you are not going to hit your 16 minute mile pace and you will likely get picked up. So oh, wow. when you... So I think some people go into it and they say, hey, I'm not trained, but I'm just going to make it as long as I can. And, and I think you can go out there and have fun and do and do that that kind of thing if that's what you're looking for. Um, the one thing with Run Disney is there, there's a ton of people on the course, so it's very hard to hit a personal record. If you're trying to train for Boston and qualify, it's, it's kind of a difficult race to do that. It's more for, hey, I'm going to take a selfie with Luke Skywalker, <laughs> you know, and, and there are opportunities <laughs> just to do like a selfie and keep going. And then there's also times that you can stand in these these really long lines. So I never waited in any of the lines. I just did some of the selfie shots and running by and doing high fives and stuff. But if you wanted to, you could definitely do that. But the lines get, I mean, depending on which character's there, they can be really long. So what's your best time for the half? An hour and 57 minutes. 
I'm going to assume Woo. that's really impressive. Yeah, it sounds good I don't, to me. I don't know. That is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that know. is. You win our gold medal. Yeah, yes. yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Now, do you run? Do you run by yourself, Crystal, or do you have like a, a group or something you're affiliated with? Um, I actually am running with the group in the mornings. That's what stuff. I'm, I'm Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday right now, and we I get up at four thirty to go and run in the mornings. So it's uh, it's a, a women's group. It's actually South Orlando Moms is what it's called, and we all um, we meet early in the morning and we head out and run. So it's a great running group. Um, there's several chapters throughout Orlando, um, and that's the group that I'm with right now. And they're doing a half marathon this weekend. And, I mean, just a great group of women, and they all love Disney, too. So one of them actually works at Disney that I run with. So get some insider tips there from her. Nice. Did you run with them f- for the uh, Star Wars, or you were by yourself for that? I'm not going to lie. I showed up with bells on for the Star Wars half. I didn't train at all. Like, I just <laughs> – I went into – I hadn't ran since February, and the race was in April. And – you know, life got busy and didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to do it. So I just showed up and ran and may have been a little, I was walking like a duck for a few days afterwards because it was very sore. Um, <laughs> but it was just such a fun race. You know, it's one of those things like, even though I hadn't trained, I was like, as long as I get out there, the energy of the crowd is going to move me to the finish line. So it um, turned out to be a good race. It kind of felt like it went off the rails the last two miles, but that's what happens. But I finished and I got my medal. So that's all that counts. <laughs> nice. Nice. Was was that one part of the um, what were they calling it? There was weren't they doing a dark side, light side? Like, so I know there was people that ran one in Disneyland, and then they came and ran the one in Disney World, and there was even and there was two separate medals for that. And then if you ran both, there was like a third medal that's saying you completed both of them. Some ridiculous thing like that. Yeah. So the Disneyland one was the light side. Disney World was the dark side, and then if you right. did both, um. There was like the Kessel Run, so you got an additional one. And then if you run Disneyland and Disney World, they also do a coast-to-coast medal. So that's what's really cool is if you like to do multiple races and your bank account can handle it, um, you know, like the one in January when they do the Princess Run, they actually have a dopey race, and you can do the 5K, 10K, half and full. And it's like $600 to do it. Um, But you get the, the bling from every single you know, race that you do. So is that um, the one where you can add on the, the castaway key 5k as well? Yeah. And I'm serious. It's this thing called metal addiction. Like I have it and I, (laughs) it's terrible. I wish I didn't have that, but yeah, I see people with like the dopey metals and I'm like, I want it. I I need to, I need to do that. (laughs) And I'm like, it's a screw loose up there, but yeah, they did have the light side, dark side challenge as well as the Kessel run. Um, so you could get additional medals for participating in all of the, the race events. Cool. Those are some cool looking medals. The Star Wars ones definitely were really nice looking. I saw a bunch online. Yeah, they're really nice. Like the one I have like flips around. It like uh, you can like turn it in a circle and it has a lightsaber on it. I mean, it's they give you really great swag. Even like the Castaway events, they have a 5K on Castaway and they'll give you um, a medal there. So. And they change it frequently, too, so you feel like you have to do it every time you go. <laughs> and I will say it's I'll say it's included. It's not free. <laughs> it's included with your cruise fare, so you don't have to pay extra for the Castaway 5K or, 5K or the bling with it. It's open to anyone who is a passenger on Disney Cruise Line. So that's nice. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. You just have to – They it's on your daily navigator, and they make announcements a few times, not – too many times but a few times throughout the day prior to your stop at castaway key they will 
say, if you are interested, you sign up either at the Port Adventure Desk or there's another place you can sign up as well. And you meet at such and such a time, it's set, you know, once you once they've docked at Castaway and you go, you meet and you go do the trail and you run the 5K there and it does not cost anything extra. So if you want what I'll call free bling, even though you've already paid your cruise fare, <laughs> so not free, it's included. And they give you a really nice medal now. It's not like the, it used to be they just give you a plastic Mickey puck. Right. Black. Now they give you this nice rubberized metal that it, it's really nice, actually. Because I've ran it, I've ran it five times now. And oh, wow. true to form, cool. there is some really nice merchandise. There's some really cool shirts, a Tervis yeah. tumbler. So there, there's cool merchandise that goes along with that as well. Yeah, because I'll be for, doing it in a week. Or in two weeks. Yay. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Good luck. Yeah, but if there's anything I can answer for the Run Disney events... Let me know. I like to check out the expos too. So you guys might run into me there, but (laughs) I love the swag. So, but yeah, any questions you guys uh, let me know. Um, I'm at Disney brewing. um, So shoot me a message if you guys have questions. And again, I'm up at 4am training in the morning. So (laughs) (laughs) you guys want to just send me some encouragement to get out of bed. That'd be great. And now that we have virtually run along with you, I feel like I've, I've done the half marathon now. So that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> After we've done all of this running along with you in spirit, I'm sure we're all hungry. So tonight, let's talk a little bit about some of the snacks around the world. And not just snacking around World Showcase. So there's always the drinking around the World Showcase, which is quite <laughs> popular. I've yet to do that, but one day I'll get the t-shirt so that I can say that I did drink around the World Showcase. But we'll be talking about snacking around all of Walt Disney World. There's some great snack stops that aren't even really on the map. So we'll kind of go around the horn and talk to everyone about their favorite snacks. Milford, what what are some of your favorites? I knew you were going to pick me first. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the top of my list. Yeah, apparently. So, you know, one of the one of the places I like to go, and it's, it's the only place you can get it when it's open, is there's a frozen Coke stand on the backside of one of the buildings at Hollywood Studios. Kind of there by the pond. It's kind of obscure. But it's not open all the time. But that's all they sell is frozen Cokes. Oh, cool. I like that. And then also, they also do that at the... They used to do it at the launching pad right underneath the Astro Orbiter. Two places I know that you can get frozen Cokes. Used to be my favorite drink. Now I don't do soda, so, you know, that's that's kind of out. <laughs> Not even at Disney? Nah, you know, maybe once while I'm on a trip. Okay. And then one other place, and it's not obscure. It's kind of out in the middle of everywhere. I have to have Ghirardelli's when I go to... Well, now Disney Springs, and I have to have a Sunday because it's the best Sunday in the world. Which Sunday? I usually get the very, very Sunday. That's a good one. It's strawberry cheesecake, uh, ice cream. I think there's a couple different types of ice cream in it, and then they put like this blueberry sauce on it, and uh, mm-mm, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm had making blueberry myself sauce. hungry. <laughs> That's three that come to my mind. How about you, Jessica? What's over in Disneyland? So I think my go-to snack when I'm at Disney is I really like the Jack Skellington cake pops because the inside is chocolate. The outside is like a vanilla white chocolate. And then his eyes are chunks of dark chocolate. So it's just really good. But they don't always have them, especially in the summer. So when I can't get one of those, I like to get these, what are they? They're like a funnel cake made with churro batter so they're a churro funnel cake and they're just all cinnamon and sugar and whipped cream and they're just so good oh that's fantastic Ooh, yeah they're <laughs> oh, man. they're so as you're eating it you're like i'm gaining 10 pounds as i'm eating this but it's so good <laughs> the disneyland corn dogs are insane like we had those for the first time we went there in february and every <sighs> day i could eat one every day they're so amazing our first trip to walt disney world after our Disneyland vacation, my kids were like, where are the corn dogs? Because we, they remembered where they were at Disneyland park. And when we were at magic kingdom, they're like, there's no corn dog stand there. Like <laughs> that was the other part. <laughs> oh, they don't have corn dogs at Disney world. They have, Not- them at Ka- I don't think they're the same. They have the little bites at Casey's. Yeah. It's yeah. little bites. It's not we would the get full the- one. We would get those corn dogs and then head over to that the small theater over on Main Street and go inside and watch the little the old Mickey Mouse shorts, the black and whites that they yeah. would play. And we'd have our little corn dogs with us. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So that's a great snack. How about you, RJ? What are you snacking on? Oh, where should we start? <laughs> At the um, very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> well, go to always. I Anytime I'm there, I at least have to have an, an ice cream bar once a day, as well as probably a churro and a box of popcorn of some sort. But besides that normal stuff, I like the that the mac and cheese with the pulled pork on it that you can get over at uh, Min and Bill's in the studios. That's very, very good. Over in the Magic Kingdom, they have a similar thing. They have the, either a, like a pot roast style one or, or a barbecued one. Over at the Friars Nook there in Fantasyland, those are very good. Just, you know, quick thing. They serve it in a cup. You can walk around and eat it, and it's that's pretty good. And over in Animal Kingdom, they ha- I can't remember what the name of it was, but there was a little cart where they were doing, like, boneless style, not really chicken wings. It was just, like, small pieces of chicken on the skewers, but you could get different different toppings on it. I think one was, like, a garlic honey thing and th- those are really good too for for a quick snack I mean, that's about it really i mean in epcot there's there's a, there's not really too many snack places in world showcase they're kind of like small meals you know i mean but at it, disney a small deal a small meal really is a snack <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty <laughs> the much portion sizes you can't go with wrong with nachos out there the the la hacienda the the walk up oh. service those are fantastic and they have everything on top of them I think except the kitchen sink you know, which is, that is over where they have the, is that where they have the churro bites um do they still have those there I don't think so I think I after think they, they redid do. it they don't anymore yeah I think after they okay. retooled it they're not there anymore it is harder and harder to get churros at Walt Disney World after you've been spoiled at Disneyland and their availability I know <laughs> yeah are they are they all over the place there 
Yeah, there there are churro stands. There's at least one in every single land in Disneyland and in California uh-huh. Adventure. Oh wow. Yeah, I think there's only one place in each park that I can think of. Like in, in Magic Dino Kingdom. Bites. Yeah, in Magic Kingdom, they're only over in Frontierland on that, you know, where the turkey legs are over down by Country Bears. Yeah, I think is the only place. Yeah, Westward Ho. Yeah, Animal Kingdom has them at Dino Bites. Yep. The uh, Fantasy Fair cart or Fantasy Fair food truck at Disney Springs has them. Oh, right, right, right. So in that little park where they've got like the food truck thing going on. Yeah, they got the four food trucks with yeah different stuff from each. Yeah. I think that's when well, first time I saw that I was kind of confused by it, and then I was like, "All right," I said, "This must be catering more towards locals that come in, maybe be, to to get a different taste of specialties in each park, I guess." Otherwise, I didn't kind of understand why they had the trucks there with the same stuff that you can buy in the, in the parks. Right, All right, Adrian. What are some of your favorites? My absolute favorite is the fruit and Nutella waffle from Sleepy Hollow in Magic Kingdom. Preach. Uh, Preach. Nice. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And let me tell you, not only is it amazing, right, because the waffle is good, then there's Nutella, and then there's strawberries and bananas and blueberries. I mean, you can't go wrong with any single part of it. <laughs> but I also love where it's located, because yes. there's a right beside where you can get it. There's a little covered area with picnic tables. And the last time we were there was in January and it was freezing, which never happens and windy. And we found a little table tucked back in the back in the corner. So we were blocked from the wind, eating amazing food with a great view of everybody walking by and the castle right there. So it was perfect. And it kind of cemented the fact that that's my favorite. Well, one of my favorite things to eat there. <laughs> And then, of course, like my other favorite is just the classic Mickey ice cream bar because everything tastes better Mickey shaped. I think I agree. Yep. <laughs> yep. And on the cruise line, even if it's not on the dessert list menu, you ask your server, they will bring you a Mickey bar at any meal, breakfast, lunch, Aww. or dinner for dessert. Yeah. Even if it's not listed, as, every night they'll have a revolving. I love that. List of desserts, but they will always bring you a Mickey bar. That's awesome. And uh, a little bonus thing at that little area that Adrian was talking about, if you're on those picnic tables and there's like a little flower box in the middle, in between, like it's kind of splits it off, mm-hmm. there's, there's, a, there's an outlet in there and you can charge your phones. <laughs> <gasps> I didn't know that. At least there, wow. there, better. At yep. least there was, yeah. There's an outlet in there. I think it's towards the end, closer towards Hall of Presidents, like the last, the last one. It's oh. hidden in there. <laughs> Check that out next time. Yep. There has to be a map somewhere of all of the hidden outlets or the guest accessible outlets for charging your phone. <laughs> Somebody Country needs to Bears. make that map. Yeah, Country Bear has Country one. Country Bears has a couple. There was a couple I, in Tomorrowland. The bathroom at Pirates, I think, has one outside, right outside. There's a bench right outside. There's a bench right outside the uh, Diamond Horseshoe that has a outlet that's right there by the bench because we've stopped there and used it several times. (laughs) And near the Rapunzel bathrooms too, I think, right? Yeah, they put official charging stations. (laughs) Yes, they put a bunch in there. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) All right. The the other thing about cell phones need snacks too. The other yes. thing about Sleepy Hollow, too, is they have breakfast on those same waffles. Yes. So yes. Egg, cheese, and bacon, and egg, cheese, and sausage, and yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, everything's better on a waffle. Agreed. Totally. <laughs> Crystal, what are some of your favorites? So mine, I like initially just started jotting things down that I love, and it kind of turned into a drink list by the end. So, and, <laughs> sorry oh, if I went off the rails on this one. <laughs> so I love the Rice Krispies at the Main Street Bakery. Um, they're if you get them fresh, they're amazing. And then the ham and cheese baguette in Epcot at France is delicious. And then I also love the ganacherie is like my new favorite place. So I, I'm not even a big chocolate fan. And they have this pistachio like little chocolate store you can get. And I go to bed dreaming about it at night. And I don't even like chocolate. So it's anything from there has been is, is amazing. And then from there, it just went into drinks. It went to Moscow Mule and the Tiki Tiki Rum at Trader Sam's oh, and Margarita's good. in Mexico. So I'm sorry. It just like I was just jotting things down. It totally went towards alcohol by the end. We should I had do a bunch that of those. next week. I had a bunch of those too, but I left them <laughs> off. Now I don't feel so bad. There you go. I'm not. The we only will definitely one. get to your drinks, you people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, my list is a little shorter because the only thing I can think of any time I think of snacks are the cinnamon glazed almonds. There is a little car in Adventureland Mm -hmm. kind of nestled between the Jungle Cruise and Aladdin's flying carpets. Just a little cart that sells these delicious and they're warm. So... They're great for breakfast. They're great on the chilly nights. I actually got them one time before getting onto the Jingle Cruise. So it was Christmas every day. So it was a little chilly that night. So I grabbed the almonds and got in line. And I think the people behind us were giving us dirty looks the whole time because they could just smell them <laughs> the whole time. They're like, where did you get those? And you could see the cart from where we were in the queue. I'm like, they're right there. You just have to wait till we get off the ship. <laughs> but, um, and I found online there is a website called the disneychef.com and she has several i don't this different disney recipes i don't know if they're actual official recipes or ones she's created but this one i believe she got from disney specifically where she tells you how to make these delicious almonds and on her site i found out that you can also get these delicious little morsels at a cart nestled between um morocco and france I never knew you could get them in Epcot. I thought it was only Magic Kingdom. So another place for me to get them. But one thing that is on my two-snack list, I haven't had it yet, is the Cronut. It's over at the refreshment port. I'm minorly obsessed with getting that next time. Traveling Dads did a video segment where two of the dads just went and they got the the Cronut and they filmed each other eating (laughs) <laughs> and by the end of the segment, I mean, they were hilarious. They like were describing the cronut and how it tasted and oh my goodness. So I'll have to get that video linked up to the website because they were, it was hysterical. And I left that video knowing that I needed to have a cronut. And of course, no snack segment would be complete without the mention of the ever divisive Dole Whip. Either you love it or you hate it, but you <laughs> got to know it's so delicious i personally prefer the dole whip float if it were okay with mickey i would sneak in the coconut rum because i think i think sometimes during food and wine they actually have that yes yep where they have the dole whip float with the rum they have a different spiced rum every year yep see i wasn't a fan of it with the spiced rum 
but I think coconut rum would make it delicious since I already love pineapple juice with coconut rum or any rum. But <laughs> I'm not a spiced rum fan. That's that's one of my my non things. I, I normally like all forms of rum, just not spiced. But yeah, so that's my short list. Any others now that you've heard everybody else's? Because I got to say that Nutella waffle is. That was a happy surprise. We stumbled on that accidentally when one evening. That's what I go to bed dreaming about. Yeah, those things are good. I, I have to jump off on uh, on Crystal's list on with just one one drink I like in Epcot over at. There's a uh, pastry cart that's over in Canada and also over by the Universe of Energy, and they sell this thing called the Tea Breeze, and it's frozen lemonade and iced tea, and they'll top it off with some uh, with vodka for you, and that's almost like a snack because it's like a slushy thing, so you can't just like suck it right down you can walk right. around with it and you know work your way on on it <laughs> slushies totally count as snacks yeah <laughs> yeah see, I also so like on the, the on the slushy that... side uh on the cruise line they do a thing called a conch cooler oh yeah i remember mm-hmm. those and those are wonderful and if and if you're heading back to the boat after three o'clock the main bar sells them two for one Oh, nice. Because they really? have to clean the machines out. Oh. Yeah. Little tip oh, there. I, I have two hands, there. so that works out. <laughs> yeah. One, and if my two, wife's with me, ten. that means there's four of them. <laughs> reminds, me of a Garth, reminds me of a Garth Brooks song. <laughs> two pina coladas. All right. That's right. Y'all don't, y'all don't want me singing, but he did that one live at his concert. That one was a fun one. All right. Well, this week we are going to talk with Adrienne. She is the creator of WDW Bound. And she has a recent post about how to navigate busy times at Walt Disney World. Memorial Day is next week. So the busy season is upon us. So Adrienne, why don't you tell us a little bit about your post? All right. So I did want to do just a a quick post about what to do when you are at Disney World when there are going to be big crowds. Now, of course, if if at all possible, you want to try to try to book your vacations for lower times. But with kids in school, it's just it's hard. And my daughter is going into kindergarten next year. So all of a sudden I am bound to a school year calendar and it's a struggle for me. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I've been so lucky at being able to go at off times. How am I going to strategize so that I'm not standing in line for hours and hours on a Disney vacation? So I just came up with a few tips to try to try to make it a little bit easier. And my first tip was being in the park or being at the park by rope drop, if not 15 to 30 minutes before. So being there when the park opens. I know that's a really hard thing for people who are going on vacation because when you think of vacation, you're thinking about sleeping in. But Disney World is not the place to do that. <laughs> you know, no. It's, no, it's just it doesn't work. You, know? you can sleep when you get home. It, exactly. Um, so you want to get there and have and have that time to get in there before before the people that do have that mentality get into the parks around 10 or 11 in the morning. So going in, trying to get as much done before the before the main crowds get there. And then trying to plan your day so that you're not wasting a ton of time walking. There's so much the Disney World is so big and it doesn't really 
you know, it doesn't really matter which park you're in. If you are, you know, if you're in, say, Magic Kingdom, that's just a, an easy one to kind of to talk about in general. But you don't want to be in Fantasyland riding Seven Dwarves and then run over to Frontierland and then run over to Tomorrowland. You kind of want to do everything in one area in a specific time so that you're not wasting your precious time going from one area of the park to the next. And also trying to trying to plan your fast passes. And we talked about this, I think, in my last discussion about a blog post on choosing specific fast passes so that they kind of help your day. So choosing the ones that are going to get you through the lines faster as opposed to, you know, picking a fast pass for Barnstormer where you were only going to be waiting for that one 10 or 15 minutes anyway. And then just a couple of other ones that I think tips that aren't heard as often like finding alternative options for fireworks and for nighttime shows. We kind of stumbled upon, you know, cause if you stay for wishes, which I mean, if you're going and it's your first time, you really need to watch wishes from the park. Cause I think that's the most amazing, awe inspiring kind of magical way to see it. But my daughter was terrified <laughs> the first time she stayed, she was two and she was terrified of the fireworks. So I kind of was trying to figure out a way that we could, still see it beat the crowds and you know and not and have it be enjoyable for her too so when we went back six months later we went and watched wishes from the polynesian beach and it was far enough away that you know she could see the fireworks and we could all see them and it was pretty and they piped in the music but then once it was over we just hopped you know on the bus there and went back to the went back to our hotel no big deal without having to deal with the crowds there. So it was another great time saver for us. Plus we ate at Ohana. So, you know, best thing ever. And then the last mm. one that I want, the last one that I want to mention is using extra magic hours, but in the smart way for people who go and don't buy park hopper passes, the tendency is to, if there are extra magic hours offered to go to that park. So that park will generally be busier than the others so either avoiding that park or if they have early morning extra magic hours going there again as soon as it opens say eight o'clock getting in getting the big stuff done first and then hopping over to a different park where it's going to be less busy and you're going to be waiting in in fewer lines so that's just a few of the tips do y'all have anything else you want to add or something i haven't figured out no, I think you you got it. Yeah, my my the fireworks thing is funny. My kids were the same way, and I think up until my son was was almost ten, he would he would stand there with his fingers in his ears, or he would make my wife go into like a store on Main Street because he said they were too loud. Yeah, bless her heart. And we were standing right under where Tinkerbell flies over, yeah, um, on that little bridge. And it, I, um, bless her. So, but. On, on the off side, there's also a pretty good view from the Ticket and Transportation Center, as we found, as we were, you know, walking out of the parks away from everybody else. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> yeah. So. My kids are obviously Disney pros at this point. So if you're not attached to seeing a fireworks show or a parade, those are usually some of the best times to hop on an attraction that's on your must-do list if you don't have a yeah. fast pass for it. So at the three o'clock parade, if you've seen the three o'clock parade a few times before already, that is a great time to head over to the e-ticket type rides, your Splash Mountains and your Thunder Mountains, if yeah. you didn't happen to get a fast pass for them. Yep, no and that's, 
that's actually my strategy where my husband and I are going in July and, you know, July peak busy season. Right. And we're going for a very short trip. So we're splitting our day between Hollywood studios and magic kingdom. And I booked all of our fast passes for Hollywood studios and plan to do the big rides at magic kingdom that night during the, the parade and during wishes so that, um, and hopefully getting a fourth fast pass too for the afternoon. But you know, that was kind of my game plan thinking, okay, well, I've seen wishes several times. I've seen the, the um, parade, the main street parade. So that's when we can go and hop in the ride for, like you said, those, those bigger rides. Yep. I try to subscribe to that sometimes, but then it comes time for that. And I just have to stand and watch it. It's like, yeah. I get sucked in. It's, it's, I, I need to see fireworks when I'm because I don't get I live in Connecticut, so I don't get to go as oh. often as I as I would love to. So when I'm there, I feel like I need to see it every night. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else I'm traveling with feels the same, but I'm I'll stand there by myself. I'm fine. <laughs> well, we also have that. Like, I think the next night we have a reservation at Ohana at like eight or eight fifteen that night. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So that's going to kind of be our wishes viewing. Window hopefully. Seat. Yeah, I know. I told him. I told my husband. I said, "Just hold on. We're going to have to wait because I'm going to request a window seat." <laughs> if know. not, eat quick and then go out to the Tambu Lounge, grab a back right? stretcher, and then watch the fireworks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we had a corner. We had the corner window seat last time we were there. It was our family and another family who was local. Who that her, my friend's husband and my husband served in the Navy together, and so when we were in town, they came in and saw us, and we got that corner table at nightfall and it was just beautiful so anytime you can go and eat at ohana please do the salad right. is amazing that salad dressing is like <laughs> yes crack i will dip I, my yeah. i will get extra and dip my meat in it i will dip my bread in it oh my goodness i could yeah. stuff myself sick on the pork dumplings like <sighs> sick Absolutely. We and on the next podcast we'll be talking solely about Ohana. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is I warned you guys food, it's my thing. I can't help it. Oh, I think you're with the right people. <laughs> Good. You found your people. Yay. Well, I know when we go in October, my sister in law has already booked us into the California grill, so and she wow. always she always books us in when it's time for fireworks because she loves to watch the fireworks from up there. And we don't yeah. typically go out on the deck. She'll ask for a window seat, and we'll sit there because they pipe the music into the restaurant. And right. You can sit there and watch it from right there in the restaurant. So That's cool. See, I wish they would do that in Epcot. We were there Thanksgiving last year with friends, and we had reservations for uh, Hacienda on for Thanksgiving dinner. That's where we ate. And we were requested a window seat, but we didn't. we weren't right along the window. We were in the middle we had the kids kind of close to the window so when the fireworks started i kind of didn't really realize it because they don't pipe the music in for illuminations into at least into that restaurant i don't know if they do it over at spice road over in morocco but so i was kind of disappointed about that so he was like oh man you know you got to look up and watch the fireworks but you're not hearing the music behind it kind of loses the effect but it was still cool yeah we've done the rose and crown a couple times for that Sit yeah. outside at the Rose and Crown and, and yes. got to watch the illuminations during that during dinner. Cool. I remember when we stayed at the Polynesian several years ago. We watched them. My kids were much smaller, so we had to be in our resort pretty early. They had a nine ten o'clock collapse time, 
<laughs> we, we don't have bedtimes at Disney. That's forbidden. Yep. It's collapse time. That's right. <laughs> so we would watch, every night we would watch Wishes from the beach. And then we would watch, whoever was still awake would watch the water pageant. So Nice. So all kinds of great places to view those. Yep, we didn't do naps or bedtimes with our kids when they were in strollers. They slept in the stroller. We brought our own strollers, so they they would go back. We would bring a towel with us to put over the top, just so for sun and whatever, even at night. My son, last trip, when we were there Thanksgiving, my little guy, he was only three, just three. We walked, went two or three nights to the Osborne Lights because we knew they weren't going to be there anymore. He slept. Right? He slept like a baby, like literally like a baby through all the loud music. And, you know, we and we wandered around and stopped and listened to all the songs. I shot video of everything and periscoped and he didn't budge. <laughs> the magic of Disney. <laughs> oh, it's all fantastic. Right, that's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> all my kids were good that way in the strollers. They all fell asleep. If we wanted to stay out late, if my parents didn't take them back to the room. They all slept in the strollers. They were, we got very lucky in that respect. And sometimes when it is busy at the parks, it's hard to get back to the resort and back again with transportation being crowded. So if they can be comfortable in that stroller, yep, definitely. all the better. We would always get the double stroller, regardless of how many kids we had who would try to fit their you know eight-year-old body into the stroller <laughs> even eight-year-olds get tired i'm sorry it's a lot of walking oh absolutely it is a lot of walking so we would always get the double stroller hoping that only one child at a time would want to use it and they would kind of <laughs> curl up and because i don't have stroller i didn't have strollers anymore you know they were in kindergarten right. <laughs> yeah. so i didn't really have strollers anymore but we always get the double and the doubles are easier to find when the ever vigilant vigilant cast members move them Yes. Because your stroller is never where you left it. So you have to have no. an identifying marker on it besides your nameplate. You need a balloon, a bandana, a bow, a something yeah. to identify it quickly. So that strobe will save light. you time on strobe lights. Saving yeah, time on busy days. Because um, even at nighttime, even the worse. glow sticks, the glow sticks that you use as bracelets. Yeah. Crack those, put those on your stroller so that they're easier to find after you've gotten off of Pirates of the Caribbean and it's mm -hmm. dark. How are you going to find your stroller in the dark? <laughs> and, so, and some places are worse than the other, like the giant one in Fantasyland by Mickey's Fairhair Magic. That one's impossible. Even if you put your stroller there, I think you turned your head and they've moved it. And the big <laughs> giant and the big giant one over by the seas and, and Epcot where you have to park yes. for the land. That one is forget it too. <laughs> I actually had the chance to talk with a cast member who was the stroller mover. My um, party was in the restrooms and I was outside waiting with the stroller. So they can't move it if your hands are on it. Right. <laughs> One way not to lose. They need to have, instead of rider swap, they need stroller swap. I'm staying with the stroller so we don't lose it. But I talked oh, we to had him. Ours. Ours was stolen in Disneyland. <gasps> oh, that's terrible. So, was it those a names, Disney those tags, stroller? Yeah, those, no, it was okay. our personal one. Yeah, so we oh. got a tag on it. But whole another story there. But that's why oh, you got to tag them and do the whole thing. Yes. Wow. So I you know, I talked to the cast member who was tasked with moving them, and I asked him how long he'd been doing that. And he had been, it was right outside of, um, I, I believe it was outside of Small World. And he said he had been in that particular post for months. I said, do you ever, you know, go move strollers in Tomorrowland? And he said, no, just here. I'm like, so you're just, you know. And, and he just had a wicked gleam in his eye because he, you know, was doing the best to make 
the most out of what has to not be an enjoyable task. I mean, at least if you're helping with attractions, you're getting guests on the rides. <laughs> right. You know, I'm sure he was met with many a frustrated parent just looking for their diaper bags. <laughs> and he, he was the one who moved them. And I'm sure he does not remember which stroller was yours or where he moved it to. And people were like, you mean you don't know where you moved my stroller? You're the one who moved it. <laughs> you're looking at this sea of khaki strollers. Yeah. They all look the same. <laughs> but yeah, so he had a very good sense of humor about his job for the day. So that, that was actually fun. I was like talking to the cast members <laughs> whenever I get a chance to sit still for a moment. They're, they're definitely a good source of laughter and information. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that... Well, that wraps us up for the night. So thanks for joining us. Next week is Memorial Day. So we definitely give a heartfelt salute out to all of those who have given their lives for our country. After Memorial Day, join us as we discuss the slate of movies that are coming out this summer. The summer movie season has already kicked off with Captain America. But by our next episode, we will know the answer to the question I'm sure you all never knew you were asking. Which movie am I going to go see first this weekend? X-Men Apocalypse <laughs> or Alice Through the Looking Glass? Now, I know X-Men isn't technically in the Disney canon of Marvel, but it is still the X-Men. It is still Marvel. So my geek, my little geek heart can only take so much. We'll see which one I go see this weekend. I might just give up and go see both. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe a double feature, maybe back to back. But So next week, we will be talking about the full slate of summer movies until then thanks for joining us before we head out though we always do like to give you the opportunity to find us on social media so we will start with adrian okay so my blog is at wdwbound.com i'm on facebook at adrian instagram at adrian and twitter at wdwbound underscore com and Crystal. I am on Twitter at Disney Brewing. So check me out. Cheers and ears, y'all. RJ. You can find me on the Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. or on Twitter and Instagram at BlackPearl454. Jessica. So my blog is DuchessOfDisneyland.com. You can also find it on Facebook at Duchess of Disneyland or Twitter at Duchess Jessica. And our fearless producer, Milford. Find me on my blog at milfordhutzel.com, on Twitter at Milford on Move, and also on Facebook, Milford Hutzel or Milford on Move. And I'm Mel. You can find me on the Diz Explorers official website at dizexplorers.com. My personal blog is seriouslyall.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. I am at DCL Navigator. Until next week, thanks for joining us. Bye.